0: coming up on this episode of candid conversations retirement talk with ryan kravitz last episode we talked a little bit about the retirement truths that are out there the universal truths that we follow we talked about things like income plan timing the stock market longevity today we're going to finish up that conversation we have five more universal truths to go through ranging from diversification to tax implications and retirement so a lot to talk about today should be a good show so stay with us When it comes to financial planning, you need to cut through the jargon so that you can understand how to achieve your own retirement success. This is Candid Conversations, Retirement Talk with Ryan Kravitz of Kravitz Financial and Insurance Solutions. Welcome in. Glad to have you on the show today. I'm Ben George with Ryan Kravitz. Ryan, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Ben? I am doing well. I can't complain about anything. It's a good time of the year and um staying busy so i guess that's about it so you know with a, with a younger kid you, you just kind of a lot of it's just taking it day by day so it's kind of where we are as well
1: absolutely i'm enjoying the uh the, the fall the change of weather although i don't enjoy when those clocks go back that's
0: oh, for sure man. i was just thinking about that the other day it's just you know the weather's so great i try to get out and i'll try to you know, play golf every now and then And i was just thinking well we're about a week or two away from, uh, you know, getting off work and it being com- being completely dark. So I hate that yeah. time of the year. It's 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 just it's so depressing getting off and not having much you can do to enjoy the light. But but uh, you make the most of it. Exactly. We got a good show today. We're going to finish up our conversation we started last time on the universal retirement retirement truce. You know, we talk about it being a unique journey and a one size fits all is not the the approach for retirement. But there are some things we can we can all apply to our retirement plan and, and, and have conversations about and be you know, planning for. And we're going to talk about five more today. But before we get into that to so Ryan, I wanted to hit you with a little getting to know you question. Uh, an interesting one, I think uh, you know, I, we all kind of approach the mornings differently. I think some people are morning people, some are not. So I'm curious, uh, do you hit the snooze button in the morning or do you get up immediately?
1: it 's been years since i 've hit this news button.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I remember being a kid, and I certainly did i 'll press that every few oh, times yeah. and what happens like every eight or nine minutes I remember <laughs> would <Yeah>. go again, <laughs> but uh, that was especially in my you know younger days playing uh, water polo early morning practices and things like that and wow, that was tough to want to get up and get into that water. But over time, as I've gotten older, no, I, I, uh, I'm i an early bird. So I wake up early and, uh, you know, chance to read, chance to get a little exercise, get ready for the day. So I'll wake up early. I'm never worried about, uh, you know, having to press the snooze button or anything like that. I don't even need to set the alarm most of the time. Uh-huh.
0: It's a nice feeling, right? When you don't have to set the alarm. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's been, you know, having young kids, i I haven't had a chance to hit the snooze button in a while. You, you're you oftentimes <laughs> having to get up immediately when something's happening. Somebody's awake or you hear something moving around. You know, you, you don't have that choice. But I do miss those days of, of not having to worry about an alarm at all uh, in college <laughs> and, and whatnot. Those, I don't know if we'll ever get back to that, but uh, those were fun when they lasted.
1: Yeah. No, 100%. Even if I weren't an early bird with, you know, I've got a five-year-old, there's there's no way I would be sleeping in. He's uh, (laughs) coming, he's jumping on me, and, you know, I mean, geez, it's five o'clock in the morning already. It's time to go.
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) wild to think about. Yeah, I used to think of eight o'clock as being super early, and now it's, like, super (laughs) late, you know? It's (laughs) like, if I slept till eight o'clock, oh, my God, what, what went wrong?
1: Yeah, check on them. What's you know, is he okay? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, life changes. But we enjoy it and it's uh it's always a new experience, which makes it great. So uh thanks for sharing that with us, Ryan. Again, if you haven't joined us before, before we hop into our conversation today, I'll remind you you can find everything online at Kravitzfinancial dot com. Everything that Ryan does, you can get access to and and, and learn more about there through the website. And if you want to sit down with him and and schedule a time to meet with him and begin that planning process or just pick his brain about anything that's on your mind and and learn more about what he does, you can always schedule a time to meet through the website or you can give him a call at 714-462-9155. Now, last time we talked about the first five, we have 10 total universal retirement truths. So go back to our last episode, make sure you check that out, uh, go through those first five, there's some really good information there. Um, like i talking about inflation, longevity, stock market, long term care, some really key planning topics. Today, we got five more. Now I want to begin with diversification. So as we talk about these universal truths, these are things that everybody can use as kind of guidance as they're kind of we're planning for retirement, thinking about retirement. We all might approach these things differently and plan for them in different ways, but you should be thinking about these. So diversifications first, and this is essential for risk management, right?
1: Yeah, it really is. You know, I mean, diversifying your investments across a mix of asset classes uh, helps spread your risk. And I think, you know, most people know that. But while diversification, you know, it doesn't guarantee profits or protect against losses and declining markets, it it plays a crucial role in achieving a long-range financial goal while also minimizing risk. And one of the mistakes that I see oftentimes with with people is that they, they know they should be diversified and they think they are diversified, and it turns out they're really not. I can think of one person in particular recently, we were taking a look at their portfolio and they had about 20 different mutual funds and, and, you know, they thought, hey, I'm diversified, I have 20 different funds here. And the reality was is that most all those funds invested in the same types of companies. I mean, it was all what we call large cap growth funds. And so, you know, the reality is, is that Even though there's multiple different funds, if they're investing in the the same types of of stocks in that case, then are you really diversified? Uh, No, you know, probably not. And so, you know, that's just kind of a matter of getting under the hood and, and understanding how all that works. But, you know, diversifying is is key. You know, whether it's you know owning different stocks, you know, different types of stocks, different types of bonds, whether that's government bonds, corporate bonds, uh, different lengths, maturities, things like that, whether it's real estate, commodities, um, anything, even annuities or anything else, as a part of your overall portfolio is important. And, and as I always say, you have to make sure that you have a purpose behind the different investments that you have. So, you know, whether that's to meet, you know, income needs at a particular uh, period of time that you, you know, you have a game plan around that. And, and um, you know, you, you got to make sure that you are, again, uh, diversified to do that.
0: And you can even take that a step further, right? On even different types of investments, but you could even go like different types of accounts, right? I know you've talked about having money in tax-deferred accounts, um, some that you, you know, pay your taxes on, and have that tax-free growth. There's just you can diversify it in, in many different ways
1: absolutely i mean that's you know the one of the mistakes that i will see is that you know uh, people are not diverse or diversified from a tax standpoint you know we think about diversification from the investment standpoint but also it's important for uh, many folks to consider being tax diversified where you know, some money w- that you withdraw from it is going to be taxable at ordinary income tax rates. Some money is going to be subject to, you know, capital gains, maybe long term capital gains if you hold it for long enough or dividends. And then others, you know, you may be able to withdraw that money completely tax free and then be able to uh, create a plan where you can blend the different you know accounts and things that you have together in order to make sure that you can, you know, withdraw from them in a strategic way to help minimize the taxes on that. So, you know, diversification comes into play in a lot of different areas.
0: All right, so a great one to start there, number uh, 6 on our overall list, first one today, but diversification is essential for risk management. That's the first truth we want to talk about. All right, second one here, Emotions can be an investor's worst enemy. I know we we have to take that emo the emotion out of what we're doing from a decision making standpoint, but Ryan, it can be so difficult, can't it?
1: It absolutely can. And I, you know, as I say a lot of times, you know, part of what I need to do in in that area is to help people to marry the, the, the objective with the subjective. So in in other words, I might, you know, feel very comfortable that we can uh, invest a certain way in order to meet the objectives that we have, but also. But then, when we look at what the potential volatility is there, it may be more than somebody's willing to to stomach. You know, more than they're willing to um, be comfortable with. And so, if we can, you know, devise a plan to still meet the objectives, but you know, maybe not take as much risk to do that. If we can do that, that's that's even better, quite frankly, because, you know, as I always say, there's no reason to take more risk than you have to. You know, if you've won the game, you know, you could stop playing. So, but, you know, that's all important. But it's also important to consider that, you know, if you own certain investments and, you know, maybe they are, you know, more volatile to understand that, okay. that's the money that maybe you don't need to spend you know right now today but is money that you're going to spend maybe in you know 5 years 10 years 15 years from now and and within your plan you know that hey You know this bucket of money that I have invested this is going to be more volatile when I see that news on the tv and and maybe you know that the markets are down and maybe your account went down as, as well you know that you don't panic because you know that hey that bucket of money is designated for you know me to spend maybe in 10 to 15 years and there's going to be that volatility along the way you know keep in mind there's a bear market that happens about every three to six years you know on average and that means that that's a, you know, bear market is a 20% pullback from the high point to the low point. So we know that that's, you know, going to happen, uh, at least based on uh, history, obviously, we can't predict the future. But, you know, based on history, that's the way that it's it's happened. And if you're in, let's say, you know, a stock based portfolio, to not uh, expect that that will happen over time is, um, it's it's just not wise, you have to understand kind of, you know, how this has worked in the past and kind of what to expect uh, in the future.
0: And that's the beauty of planning, right, is you can take that emotion out of it because you've had a well thought out plan and you have a process to follow, steps to take, and it can it can help ease that uh, anxiety and some of those feelings you might have if you don't have a plan in place. So emotions, taking that out uh, of, of investing and in can be a big, big benefit for you. All right. Uh, number eight on our list here, taxes. We love talking taxes, right? But uh, the uh, the overall truth here is that tax implications matter. and We kind of touched on a little bit when we we're talking about diversification with taxes, right? We can get into a little bit more here about those implications you have to be planning for what it could do to your retirement.
1: Yeah. I mean, no doubt. I mean, understanding the tax consequences of your investments is essential. And we we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but being mindful of how taxes impact your retirement savings can make a significant difference in the growth of your nest egg and also your uh, overall retirement income. It's really just a, a matter of being you know, very thoughtful about how you're investing. You know, if you're going to select certain investments as a part of your portfolio, you know, what type of account should you hold them in you know, based upon how they're taxed? You know, a a taxable brokerage account, you're going to get a 1099 in the mail every year, and you have to pay taxes on capital gains and dividends. But an IRA account or a 401k or something like this is tax-deferred. So you're not going to have to pay taxes on that money unless you withdraw money out of them. So it's important to kind of think through that. So if you have money that's in a tax-deferred account and maybe it does some more trading, and such and so it it would typically trigger more capital gains for instance you know if it's in that tax deferred account then you're not going to have to pay taxes on that so you know that's you know that kind of uh, thing is is very very important to think about it. and of course as as we've talked about you know many of times it's also the different accounts that you have whether it's taxable tax deferred tax-free you know should you incorporate Roth conversions as a part of your strategy for instance you know what things can you do to help minimize the taxes on your social security because believe it or not there's things that you can do based upon the way that you're investing or accounts that you choose to invest in that could potentially minimize those taxes or Potentially minimize the um, the cost for uh, Medicare due to the Irma surcharges. So there's a lot of different things here that uh, come into play. And I as, as I always say, we talk about one thing, you know, taxes, or we talk about investments. But all of this, you know, just kind of uh, bleeds into everything else. There's so much overlap here when planning for a successful retirement.
0: Yeah, it's an important thing to remember. There is just so much overlap, and this touches so many different areas of your retirement. So having a plan for taxes and be thinking through that thoughtfully and also to, to strategically to, to minimize what you're going to owe can have a huge impact on your finances in retirement. All right, we're talking about universal retirement truths. This is a part two discussion. Make sure you check out part one if you have questions for Ryan. Again, go to kravitzfinancial.com. Uh, let's go to number nine here, Ryan. Retirement doesn't mean you have to completely disengage from work, right? I mean, we've seen this much more now that you know, retirement doesn't mean you're you're done altogether. There's so many opportunities out there now through technology, work from home, that if you want to keep working, it's easier to do.
1: Yeah, it's much easier. I mean, the retirement, you know, picture for, for most folks has completely changed over the course of you know, the last few decades. I mean, it used to be when when many people retired, uh, unfortunately they just didn't live as long in retirement. Life expectancy was much shorter. You know, people weren't as healthy for as long. But nowadays, it's it's not unheard of by any means for people to spend 20 or 30-plus years in retirement. And, you know, for many people, even for those that have figured out that they're they're confident and that, that they can afford to retire, there's this fear. You know, what am I going to do when, when I actually do retire on a day-by-day basis? You know, because that could be, again, you know, Twenty or thirty years, you know, what are you going to do with the, uh, with the time there? And and I, and I, I run across so many people that, are, you know, for all intents and purposes, they kind of consider themselves retire, but, you know, they're now scaling back, uh, maybe working part time, maybe. Uh, at the same company, maybe in the same industry, or maybe an entirely different industry, or maybe starting a business, or, um, and, and some folks that I know, you know, just wanted to, you know, get a very, you know, easy, uh, you know, part-time job at, I can think of one guy, he wanted to get a job at Home Depot, for instance, uh, he's a handy guy, and he would just kind of get him out and about and do things, and so all those things could be good, because from a financial standpoint, it's some extra money and, you know, from an emotional standpoint, it, it gives purpose for many people that they can continue to, you know, do something that they, you know, want to do on a day to day basis, maybe without, you know, the same type of stress, maybe not, um, in as high of a level of a position, but still working to some degree and feeling that you're contributing and, and, and doing things. And I find that's important for, uh, for many folks.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of reasons, not just financial, as you mentioned, that uh, you want to continue to stay active and and be uh, working in some capacity, obviously not having to rely on that paycheck. That's the point you want to get to, but you know, having the opportunity to continue to stay busy if you want to is certainly out there and uh, a new way to kind of approach retirement, maybe from traditional um Perspectives. All right, let's close out with one more, Ryan. Uh, Estate planning, let's close out with this. This is the perfect way to kind of finish the conversation, I think. But, you know, a lot of people kind of put off estate planning or think they don't need estate planning because, well, I don't have a ton of assets. I don't have a ton of money. But estate planning isn't just for the wealthy, is it?
1: No, definitely not. I mean, pretty much everybody has an estate. Um, It's, you know, estate planning is one of those things that I find that people love to procrastinate on. It's not something that most folks want to think about because I think when we think about estate planning, most folks are only thinking about what's going to happen when they pass away, which is which is a part of estate planning. But also included in estate planning is, you know, are things that can affect you while you're alive. In other words, you know, what would happen if you were to become, you know, incapacitated? Who would you want to, you know, be the person to to make the decisions around, you know, financial decisions, healthcare decisions, you know, all of those types of things. Uh, also, another thing that I, I find uh, many married folks don't think about is that, you know, they're, they're, we're putting together the retirement plan and, you know, they, we look first at if both of them look live a long life, that, hey, you know, we, we're looking good at, you know, we've got to continue to monitor this over time, but, you know, we're, we're looking like we're, you know, we're going to be on track. What a lot of folks don't consider is, okay, well, what if one spouse were to pass away early? You know, what would the impact be there? And And that's another form of estate planning, right? We need to then figure that out because, you know, that could be very detrimental to people because, if you have Social Security, you're going to lose one Social Security check. That surviving spouse has to file as a single person. So there's there's so many different things there that need to be considered. There's so much. I mean, if you have minor children, you may need to name a guardian, for instance, if you haven't done that already. If you have any, um, you know, kids perhaps that have special needs and they're going to inherit some money you have to be very careful about how you're going to uh, pass that money along because you may end up disqualifying them from government benefits. So, you know, knowing how to put that type of thing together. But there's so much to this, Ben, but, you know, one of the things, you know, too, that I will see is, you know, uh, if somebody doesn't have a, you know, simple will and and, uh, a living trust, but yet they own their home, you know, just, you know, getting that in place because, you know, probate, especially here in California, is, is very expensive. But by getting a living trust and making sure that the uh, that the house is, is in that trust can help you to avoid probate, which can be expensive, it can be lengthy, right? So knowing what assets should be held in that in, in a living trust and maybe which one shouldn't because you have you know, beneficiaries like with IRA accounts, oftentimes it's advised that you won't need to, you know, name the living trust the beneficiary because that does go straight to the beneficiary. So uh, everyone's going to have a different situation or family dynamics there, but there's so much to consider. Um, too often I've seen people pass and didn't have these legal documents in place, didn't have that estate planning in place it just causes such a mess I, I've seen for the kids that need to then get in there and figure this out. And, and then even worse, I've seen kids that, you know, they, they got along all throughout their lives for the most part, but then this happens, you know, the parents pass and, you know, there's tension and, um, you know, animosity, anger, sometimes, you know, anger, yeah. sometimes, I mean, there's fighting, you know, and, It can really ruin those relationships, unfortunately. So um, I don't mean to dwell on it too much, but you want to make sure that you get your estate plan in order.
0: Yeah, it's important for everyone, not just those with a a lot of money, right? So Again, uh, one more retirement truth to close out with there to to be thinking about and making sure you're having conversations about. It. And if you haven't covered each of these things that we go through, and remember, you can go back to our first part of the discussion, get the first five, but you know, you tack on these final five, and if these are things that you haven't planned for or thought through or you know, had an approach that you've, uh, discussed with a financial advisor. Now's the time to do that. And you can always get in touch with Ryan at com. And, uh, especially if you're getting close to retirement over 50, that's who Ryan specializes in and, and happy to sit down with you as begin talking about these things. So Ryan, for anybody that gets online and, and, uh, and hits that, that big green start here button to begin that process, to, to work with you, to help them guide through, guide you through retirement. What can they expect from that, that first meeting?
1: yeah so i mean first meeting is real casual it's really an opportunity for us to get to know each other uh, make sure it's a good fit uh, make sure that you know my expertise matches your particular situation and and uh, also that i feel that i can meet your expectations so it's casual like i always say if you're if you're dating this is like you know going to get coffee you know in in the, in the middle of the day and, and just having a casual conversation and uh, and then deciding whether it makes sense to go to the next meeting.
0: Gotcha. Okay, well, again, you can go to kravitzfinancial.com to begin that process or give Ryan a call at 714-462-9155. Ryan, thanks for the time. I enjoyed going through all these 10 retirement truths with you, and uh, we'll catch up again soon. Thanks. Sounds good. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax investment or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. Kravitz Financial and Insurance Solutions and BCM are independent of each other.